This is Charisma Connection. I'm Chris Johnson. Today we conclude our series on remembering the Holocaust. And personally, I've found these conversations both instructive and inspiring, and I'm sure you have too. So please be sure to check out the other four episodes of this series at cpnshows.com or wherever you get your podcast. So the good news is I'm told we've saved the best for last. We have on the phone today a special guest, Norman Frodgman. Norman is a survivor of the Holocaust during World War II. So, Norman, we welcome you to Charisma Connection. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, it's our pleasure to have you here today, and, and we want to hear a little bit about your story as well as uh, your speaking that you do in schools and so forth and the message that you have. But first, let's, let's get acquainted with you a little bit. Um, where do you live now, Norman? I live in uh, Florida, in, in Boynton Beach, and I'm here with my wife and our daughter. And I've been here since uh, 1999. And prior to that, I lived in New York. Of course, before that, I was in Germany uh, upon liberation, and uh, uh, life was life is going on. Yes, indeed. Now, you you were part of the Holocaust period. Could you tell us what it was like to be born and raised in Warsaw, Poland? Well, like uh, it, I was born in Warsaw, as you stated, and uh, up until my 10th birthday, uh, life was perfectly normal. I come from a well-to-do family, nothing that I uh, really, I had good schooling up until that point, not so much of it, but I did. And I had a loving family. I was surrounded by uh, grandparents on both sides. And we had a very progressive, very nice family. And I, the end of, at the end of all this tragedy, I came out minus 126 people who were murdered in cruelty. You know, I I read uh, that. It's, use, it's just amazing yes. how many people you lost from your family. I yes, I don't use the word uh, that uh, that were deprived or anything. This was outright murder. Mm. They did not perish. They were murdered by by cruelty and with cruelty. Indeed. Hmm. So so you you were in the Warsaw ghetto. I was in the Warsaw Ghetto from its inception, that was in fall of 1940, to the almost very, very end of its liquidation. I was taken away at the beginning of May in 1943. Outside, I was taken away from the ghetto into a uh, one of the uh, extermination camps called Majdanek. And that is was that is one of the six camps specifically designated to murdering people of my faith, mm-hmm. and this was part of their genocide. Mm-hmm. For the grace of God, I came out of it, and uh, you know, and people ask me how did I survive? It's not because of my wisdom nor my strength or anything. It was strictly an act of providence and nothing else. 
that uh, the person up there wanted me to live. <laughs> yes, and indeed. As I said, the older I get, the more I realize why. Because I am here, really, to share with the young people. And I most likely, whether right or wrong, I am the one who speaks for those whose voices have been silenced. And this is a mission in my life. And I'm here to preferably leave a legacy to the younger generation so this tragedy does not repeat itself. It's capable yes. of repetition. Yes, it is. And I, and I hope that by the grace of God it doesn't happen. Now, you were actually, as I understand, in four different concentration camps? Yes, if you wish for me to name them, gladly. Now, I started in the Warsaw Ghetto. Mm -hmm. Then I was taken into the extermination camp of Majdanek. From there, I was literally sold by the German mites into an ammunition factory. Myself, plus 3,000 others. And we wound up in in a camp called Skarzysko in Poland. And we stayed there until the Allies started to more or less entering Europe already, and we were evacuated into another camp called Buchenwald. Mm-hmm. We spent a little time in Buchenwald, and then we went to one of the branches in Schlieben that was uh, specifically designated to making uh, Panzerfaust, which is uh, bazookas, for the uh, German population, for the Home Guard. Mm-hmm. And from there, I was taken on a death march, and, of course, whoever could could not keep up with the uh, tempo of the uh, march was summarily put aside and done away with. Mm-hmm. I, for the grace of God, survived that, and I was liberated of the the, the march in Czechoslovakia, Probably, yeah, the last day of the war, which was May the 8th of 1945. That was my day of liberation. And I observed two birthdays. I do not celebrate them because neither one is uh, I'm proud of. Now, the first one, the way I was born, as if I didn't have enough problems, I was born on 9-11. So Mm. that's number one. And secondly, the uh, my liberation from the camp, I consider a, a rebirth. So that's what makes me a survivor, I guess. Hmm. Now, you say that you feel it to be your responsibility to be the voice of those who perished. And I understand that you have really dedicated yourself to educating children. How How does that play out in your life? Very much so. You see, I live in a part of of, of Florida here that we're more or less surrounded by people of uh, our faith, and invariably the Holocaust will come get on the table somehow. But I like to visit places such as Pahokee, Bell Glade, and uh, Sebastian, Lake Okeechobee, Jensen Beach, Stewart, but they never saw a person of my faith in their lives. Mm-hmm. We're coming in, they don't, the children don't even know how to spell the word of Holocaust. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 a completely it's it's strange to them. And sometimes, you know, when we speak, as we try to share it, there are certain things that are really unbelievable that cannot penetrate through your mind as to what. Is other human beings are capable by uh, of torturing others, but it happened. Well, Unfortunately, yes. you know it happened by by, by so-called civilized folks, such, such as the German was supposed to be. But they were the biggest murderers of an act that is unknown and unheard of in history of mankind. Mm. Never. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I often, when I speak, I say that uh, something happened in the 14th century, and how King Isabel, in Spain, uh, Queen Isabella, King Ferdinand, demanded that all the country convert to Christianity. If not, we'll burn you at stake. But what is the difference? At least they gave you a chance. If you want to convert, you're going to live. That did not happen during the German occupation. No matter what, you could have been fifth, sixth generation back that somebody converted into from Judaism into another religion, and you were considered a Jew because you had Jewish blood in you. Mm-hmm. And that was the difference. Hmm. Now, you are, as I understand it, 90 years old now, and uh, you have been supporting your Jewish brothers and sisters to receive the care that they need uh, for many years. So what, what do you see as the needs of aging Holocaust survivors, and, and how can we help? Well, first of all, remember that people who... Uh, 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 of my age, we are not as efficient nor as strong as we were when we were first liberated. Of course, there are enormous needs, primarily health-wise. You know, we're not Mm -hmm. functioning with 90 as we did with 60 or 70. And primarily when we were liberated, most of us were uh, between 20 and 30. You know, I, I, I was much younger. But this was the survival age of survivors who were productive for the Germans. You know, and I often say many of them were already married. They had children. And they were separated from the families, and uh, you know the tragedy set right in into their young lives. Mm. And now, for the grace of God, some of them survived and are still here. And um, we're not entirely helpless, but we're in need, mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. in physical need of help, and, and most of all, understanding of others as to what we went through. And I understand uh, in in South Florida, where you are, that there are actually thousands of Holocaust survivors and and many of them under the poverty line. Uh, Yes, absolutely. And we are so thankful that there are organizations such as uh, Morse and uh, Mm -hmm. others who are stretching out to make our lives a little bit easier. 
because mm-hmm. it's very tough. You know, we suffer health-wise, and some of us cannot walk, some of us cannot hear as well. And we, we're not youngsters, and and, and uh, you know, God gave us years to live that. Uh, it didn't happen before whoever lived to be 90 or 100 had to be a specially blessed person and uh, it's happening now thanks to I guess uh, uh, medical uh, progress mm-hmm. and uh, that it, it it carries a price with it aging has to be it carries a price with that you have to pay for getting old <laughs> and I don't mean yes. paid in dollars and cents. Right, right. Yes, we all age, but honestly, I mean, for those of you who adored the tragedy of the Holocaust, I mean, you you were already weak when you were liberated. Yes, that we were. You know, when we arrived, I, I don't know in all cases, because, of course, I'm not qualified for, to speak for everyone. But I know in my case, like the young children, when I uh, address schools, they ask me if there is a recurrence of what happened. Absolutely there is. You know, there are many nights that I, I'm told that I cried out in my sleep, and the fact is, they took me out of camp, but didn't take the camp out of me yet. Yes. This is something that uh, stays with you to the rest of your days. You take it to your grave with you. Unfortunately, I'm sure what you're saying is true. Now, for those of us who, who want to help Holocaust survivors, um, there is a Morse Life Foundation and there is a special initiative now. It's called Now for Holocaust Survivors Initiative. Uh, what what are they doing really to to help you and the other survivors? Well, first of all, it's a matter of understanding us as to who we are, and you know, we most of us come from uh, from tragedy to a normal life. And sometimes there may be misunderstandings, whatever it is. And not that we are special, nor do we need special care, but we need some, we need uh, looking after. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, not all of us are in a position financially, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to medication. That is sometimes out of your reach, and most of all, understanding. And yes, most, I'm what's sure. most important is to share your experiences with others so this tragedy does not have a chance to repeat itself. It's capable of repetition. Yes, but we, this time, we live in a day when time, anti-Semitism is, is on the rise. Well, yes, but remember that in, in general, this time it's not going to be directed as much as and, uh, uh, Jewish people as other religious are also vulnerable. It could be Christianity, it could be Muslims, and could be uh, uh, just about any organized religion or Buddhists mm-hmm. is vulnerable now. Mm-hmm. And this right. is that people must understand to 
prepare themselves so these ter terrific acts of, of intolerance do not repeat themselves. And that entails also anti-Semitic. I don't you know, we cannot understand why this is directed against us. Mm -hmm. There's nothing, nobody that I know personally has done any harm to the next uh, human being, really. We are people uh, not different than you cut my hand, it's the, my blood is as red than the next person's. I'm not any different, except mm -hmm. I feel for my fellow man. I want to mm -hmm. help, and for that, I do not deserve to be categorized as as, uh, as a bad man, bad person. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Norman, it's, it's good to hear that warning from you and uh, to take that into account. So... Um, I wanted to also mention that I, I noticed that there's going to be a movie about your life. Yes. Uh, if I may get into that, I don't know what, what uh, how big a movie or whatever the thing I had. I was with a group of uh, educators uh, in Washington, D.C., and I met one teacher in particular. She teaches at uh, Port St. Lucie mm -hmm. uh, at one of the K-8 to schools. And uh, my organization, the Child Survivors, Hidden Children of the Holocaust of Palm Beach County, we came out with two books. And on the strength of one of these books, she wanted to trace back our lives. And this is a lady, she's Hispanic, and a phenomenal teacher, a phenomenal mm -hmm. teacher. What makes her so phenomenal? Because she cares, mm -hmm. and she does the right thing. Now, the fact of the matter is that for the eighth year now, we're getting a grant to bring Holocaust survivors to that school. It's the Oak Hammock in uh, Port St. Lucie. And we address the children there. So a busload every year goes there. And this lady comes out with fantastic things. She should be an icon of education, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. uh, we're leaving in March, March the 12th again. And she uh, received a grant recently to backtrack the my... Uh, happenings during the Second World War, my incarceration. She just returned from Europe with her husband. Uh, she got a grant for it, and uh, she's on the strength of this, whatever she's going to produce, which I don't know at this moment because uh, they're in the midst of doing it. But she is fantastic, and she should be uh, really a prime educator in the uh, field of, of ed educating teachers, really, as to what Hol the Holocaust is about, and how to act with young people, mm -hmm. what to teach them. Because, you know, the question is, when I come in, young children, they don't know the question is, do you ever meet Hitler? What did you have for breakfast? What this? They, they, 
they cannot imagine as to what uh, atrocities were being uh, really worked against the human beings, because history doesn't know about it. And well, they these, these are really young people then, <laughs> young children. Uh, now, I understand that when you when you go to uh, speak at schools, I mean, do you do you speak to a little um, older age group? Yes, I cannot uh, uh, really address um, below the seventh grade. I'm too graphic, I and see. you know, I do not really want to give young people any nightmares, you know, because mm-hmm. they're children and they take a different uh, heart. They're not uh, aware as to what that represents. And I'm not the one to instill that into them. Mm-hmm. I uh, So I, uh, from the eighth, eighth grade, is perfect. Seventh, eight, nine, and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I've been yeah. also on the March of the Living three times mm-hmm. uh, as a witness, and it's a tough trip for a survivor. You relive your lives, you know, that uh, the tragedy of it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Most of us came out as orphans out of that tragedy. Mm, yes, yes. I know you lost your your mother and your sister by the time you were 15, right? Uh, well, before that. Before that, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before that, yes. I lost them. I came out without them. And as I mentioned to you, I have a list of 126 people, yes. members of my family, who were murdered in cruelty. And I did not know every one of them, but I sat, because I was a child, I sat down with an aunt of mine, one of them who survived. Three three of them survived. The three of us survived. And she mentioned some names and all that, cousins, second, third cousins. And this was a tragedy, a complete wipeout. Yes. Wow. And mo- most of us come from the city of Warsaw, so it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is so it's it's been it's it's been an interesting life to say the least. Indeed. Well, we certainly thank you, Norman, for sharing so much of your own story, and uh, for continuing uh, this uh, educating people. Uh, you will certainly have a, a legacy, a very positive legacy that you'll you'll leave behind when you do leave us. But you're only ninety. You're going to be with us for a long time, right? Oh, thanks very much. I just <laughs> want you to know how nice people were to me after, you know, I I had my bar mitzvah when I was 73 years old. Oh, did I you? I was with a group of educators, and we went and we were visiting Poland, uh, Germany, and uh, Czechoslovakia. And they found out that I was not bar mitzvah. Uh, And this is something you normally do when you're around 13, right? When you're 13, exactly. And and I was 60 years late. But nevertheless, I came back to my fold. We had a rabbi with us, and uh, it was in the town of Auschwitz that we visited a synagogue outside the camp, and that's where I was bar mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Besides, I got two high school graduation honorable, one from the Dana Klein Jewish Academy and one from the uh, 
uh, school district of Palm Beach County. Mm. Plus, another thing of pride, I got the uh, medal, Citizens Medal of Honor from the governor of the state of Florida. Oh, and this is my mm -hmm. pride. That's that's my. Uh, this is what I am proud of, really, mm. that I could reach people and and share it with them. Yes, well, well, well done, Norman Frodsman. We we certainly appreciate all that you are doing to to share uh, what happened to you and what happened to uh, six million Jews during the Holocaust. Right, and I just have to really thank, special thanks to the Morse organization mm -hmm. for what they are doing, really, to make our life easier. If there are any needs, really, they are they're, they're the first ones to come across and help us out. So this this is, uh, it's, it's we appreciate it, and besides, it's a good deed, and our language, we call it a mitzvah, mm -hmm. if you ever came across that name. And uh, we're very proud of them for what they're doing. They devoted, they put their heart into it to make sure that we survivors are uh, given an, an easier life at our old ages, because it's mm -hmm. almost the end of us. You know, so. Well, we do that's want what to. I want to stress. So the websites that we want people to uh, go to for more information are MorseLifeFoundation.org. They can also go to the Esther Four One Four Foundation.org and uh, Esther Four One Four.org. If they want to go to Esther Four One Four.org, um, they can send a free blessing card to a Holocaust survivor. So that's a really special way that, that our listeners can get involved. So that's esther414.org. I want to uh, thank Norman Frodsman for being with us today. Thank you so much, Norman, uh, for taking well, some time. It's my pleasure really, really to uh, remember that we are here for one reason. We must leave a legacy to the younger generation. And I'm stressing that again and again, that they must know as to what human beings are uh, capable of if they do not uh, uh, squash hatred. Really, this this hatred, I, I often speak to students and I say, just cross it out of your vac vocabulary and just like it never existed because it was the cause of all the problems. Mm -hmm. And that four-letter word of hate is replaceable by another four-letter word, love. Same amount of space, different meaning. Very powerful message. Thank you so much. I'm Chris Johnson. Thanks for joining us for this visit on Charisma Connection and for this series, Remembering the Holocaust. Be sure to check out cpnshows.com for the rest of these episodes. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible. <laughs>